DJ and PK, it is time to give away tickets to see the Utah Jazz in the season opener with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We got tickets for you every hour, 35 minutes after the hour. Every hour from right now. Last pair will be given away at 535. Game tips off tonight at 7 o'clock. Be caller 12 right now. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Claim your two tickets to the season opener. If you don't win now, we'll try again at 935. Time to bring in Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoman and NewsOK.com. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of the Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best Estate Award winner Smart Rain at SmartRain.net. Barry, good morning. How's things in Salt Lake? Well, they're good, and I think we just want to thank you now. You've put in the work. you put in your time. You said it again and again, and you finally spoke it into existence. BYU is in the Big 12, and I think you deserve most of the credit. Well, it was a long and winding road, <laughs> but we made it. And so uh, I'm fired up. I'm looking forward to my first trip to Provo. I've never been to Provo, so, um, it, uh, you know, it's a chance, a chance, um, good chance either OU or OSU will be playing out there in 23. Um, probably the Sooners. They're probably, that, that might be the last year for Oklahoma and Texas. They'll probably load up the schedule against them, so that'd be a good that'd be a good reward. Make them go, both go play in Pro Bowl. That'd, yeah. be, uh, that'd be the way to work it. So uh, I'm very happy for the Cougars. I've been pulling for them all year. Man, a couple of uh, unfortunate losses here, but uh, you know, that's, uh, I think they're going to do great in the, big, in the Big 12. I actually think the Big 12 did okay for themselves, losing their premier programs and all that stuff. But the ones that they brought in seem to be really, really solid. And I, you know, I don't think that uh, it's any much worse, if at all, than the Pac-12. And that's what we do over here in our part of the country, is everything is compared to the Pac-12. And so even with Texas and Oklahoma out, because as you documented many times over, Texas has been nothing for a good long time now. Oklahoma's been on top of the world for sure from the Big 12 perspective. But so you're really, as far as a power, you're only losing Oklahoma. <clears throat> and these other programs that they're bringing in, right now anyway, are all solid, legitimate programs. So I think it right, it ranks equally with the Pac-12, and I'm a Pac-12 graduate, so I'm a little bit of a Pac-12 homer, but I think I can say that and have some accuracy. Uh, my thought for you is I would think that the Big 12 remaining uh, eight institutions are fired up thinking that they the conference, at least from the football perspective, is pretty good, and then basketball, it's unquestionably good. Yeah, it's from a from a competitive standpoint and from a national status standpoint, I think you're right. I think um, football-wise, you know, the Big 12 really had sort of solidified itself here in the last four or five years. It's the number three conference, I mean, well behind the SEC, well behind the Big Ten. But the Pac-12 has struggled. The ACC is really Clemson and not much else. People don't even know which teams are in which division right. and don't care. And um, when, when you lose Oklahoma and Texas, a lot of talk about, uh, they're not even going to be Power 5. Well, instead, they add these four, particularly BYU, Cincinnati, and Central Florida, 
and they really don't lose that standing or that status, um, particularly with Clemson's unfortunate you know fall this year. So I agree. The one thing it's going to take a hit, and this probably doesn't affect Brigham Young or the newcomers, but it's going to be a financial hit for the for the Big Twelve remnant because whatever the new contract looks like, it's not going to be as lucrative as it was with Oklahoma and Texas in the mix. So they're going to have to readjust, figure out ways to to sub- supplement that money that they're losing, find new revenue streams, those kinds of things. So financially it's going to be a it's going to be a headache. It's going to be a it's going to be a burden. But I think competitively and and branding wise, I think they're actually going to be they're going to be okay, which was not the case. Here's what's funny. Remember the first few days, weeks after OU and Texas were leaving, and there's a lot of talk about the Big 12's going to slip. The Big 12 might get absorbed into the American, um, you know, that kind of talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, the American just added Charlotte and Rice and Florida Atlantic. So how about we not talk about the American anymore? <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, the Big 12's in pretty good shape, and the basketball is fantastic. Um, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, really good basketball schools, but not really in the top three or four in terms of success and, and environment and all those things. So you're, I, I think it can it can prosper. Brigham Young's excellent basketball. Cincinnati, excellent basketball. Houston is in the final four. And everybody can beat US, UCF. So everybody should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> So we have on uh, former BYU football players, and they BYU has former BYU football players in their development department, obviously. And so occasionally we talk to Chad Lewis, uh, the former Eagle, or uh, to Robbie Bosco, who quarterbacked their undefeated 1984 national title team. And Chad recently said, yeah, we, there's a lot of people who said, hey, get back to us if you ever get in a Power Five. Uh, we'll be interested. And he was laughing, saying, well, it's, it's time to get back to those people now because the price tag to compete in this league is going to be a lot higher. And you bring up the money, and while for the remaining eight, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cut in revenue coming. But for the new four, this, I assume this is going to be way more than they've ever gotten out of their TV deals. But I don't know if the number is going to be 15, 20, 25 million. You have any idea what ballpark the payout's going to be in and how much money they're going to have to work with? Because it is going to be expensive. What well, the best thing I can come up with is. They've been paying thirty-eight million. You know, last two or three years, it's it's been about thirty-eight million per school. About twenty-eight million of that is directly from the television contract. So, the rest of it's bowl game, NCAA tournament, all that kind of stuff, which really shouldn't change. So, we're talking about twenty-eight million has sort of been the standard. And um, there was worry that it could be cut by more than 50%. Now there's some general optimism that it's not going to be quite that drastic. So, uh, but it's not going to be way more than 50%. So I'm, I'm guessing we could be back in the, I don't know, 18 million range, something like that a year, um, which will be more than. UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, you know, that's, 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 uh, dust to them. I, I don't know enough about Brigham Young's 
media contracts to know how big of a jump that's going to be for the for the Cougars. But eighteen million is sort of what we're looking at, and um, the Big Twelve knows. You know, everybody's a little bit trepidatious um, if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten because the, the media landscape is changing so much. Streaming is going to become the, the big deal um, as, as more and more people get rid of cable. Uh, so it's 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 a brave new world. I think that's the great thing about Brigham Young is, you know, Brigham Young, you don't, you're not really getting a market. I mean, Salt Lake's a great market, but that's not really what you're getting. You're getting the BYU fan base, and that's what's becoming important. Forget the market. You know, Memphis is a major league city. Um, you know, who cares? Nobody cares about Memphis football. They don't. So the market doesn't matter. What matters is how many people care about your football team. And people like Central Florida which is a huge, I don't know if you guys have studied, they got 71,000 yeah. students at Central Florida. I saw a great stat the other day. UCF has more living alumni in greater Orlando, just in the metropolitan area of Orlando, than TCU has anywhere in the world. So this is a sort of a sleeping giant in terms of of enrollment and fan base, and, and they've done a nice job building it, but it could explode. Brigham Young, we've talked about everybody knows it's a worldwide brand. Um, we'll see about Cincinnati. Houston is sort of a non-starter there. People, I don't know that people anywhere care about Houston football, but potentially that could that could really rise. And what the Big 12's got to do is it its own people have to, build up their brand you know Oklahoma State's done a nice job with that um, but people who are eating pretty good Iowa State Kansas State just don't really rock the boat much and they're going to have to their their fan base is going to have to respond and and get into the streaming and when that happens you know the revenue is going to increase but I don't know that we'll ever be back to the glory days of, of what people have been experiencing the last 10, 15, 20 years. So as part of uh, find, trying to find out what was going on with BYU uh, going to the Big 12, which we were all over, obviously, I had heard that the Big 12 was interested in beyond those four schools and it, w- and it could possibly add two, and it wasn't necessarily limiting itself to a group of five programs that they were interested in and had had conversations, might still be having, I haven't checked in a while, with potential Power 5 teams as far as coming in. Have you heard any of that? Oh, there's been talk about that, but... Um, you know, the evergreen candidates were Arizona and Arizona State because of their disgust with the big with the Pac-12. I've also heard that that's way overblown and that they would never want to leave the you know the California schools and the California connection. Um, I I think the uh, I think the idea of anybody from a power five jump into the Big 12 is pretty far down the road. The Big 12 is going to have to prove that it is not just sustainable, but also a place where somebody could thrive. Um, I don't know who else, you know, who else the Big 12 would want. Um, 
you guys would know more about it out west from the from the from the other side. The ACC, you know, uh, uh, Clemson and Florida State are probably long-term targets for the SEC. That's you know that's the two prime brands of the of the ACC. So I'd be stunned if any of that anything like that happened in the next five years. But you know, if this league can sort of uh, get on its footing and do what I certainly think it can do. You know, the one thing I think is great about this new look Big 12 is three or four times I've sat down and tried to rank the football prognosis for the league. And if you've got 10 people, pretty smart people, people who follow it, people who would have a general idea, you could get 10 vastly different answers. Um, so... To me, the, the uh, sort of the, mis- the mystery, the unknown, the, the volatility, the, the parody is just going to be fantastic. We haven't had that in the Big 12. Oklahoma's won six straight Big 12 championships. Certainly looks like capable of winning another. So this, this sort of unknown is it's little, it harkens back. You know what it does? It harkens back to the old Pac-12, or maybe it's Pac-10. It was before Utah came in. There in the 90s and early 2000s, out in the pack, nobody ever knew who was going to win the dang league. And if you look at where college football is today, we know who's going to win the league. If Ohio State doesn't win the Big Ten, it's a, you know, what happened? If Clemson doesn't win the ACC, if Oklahoma doesn't win the, win the uh, Big 12, if Alabama doesn't win the SEC, it sort of becomes stagnant. And I think the Big 12 is going to offer a breath of fresh air. Because, I mean, just take the take the newcomers, BYU, Cincinnati, and and Central Florida. I don't know who's over the next five years going to be the best program out of those three. Could be any of them. They've all got these really interesting track records and great strengths and all kinds of potential. And then you add in Oklahoma State and TCU and and Iowa State and Kansas State teams that have done stuff. To me, it's it's going to be fascinating and fun. So, if they can if they can get going with that and create some interest and build back that brand, I think they would be attractive to to somebody in the Pac-12 or the ACC that might say, you know what, this isn't this isn't going great for us, but you got to prove it, and they haven't they haven't proved it yet. With Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both undefeated, does the Thunder season opener just kind of slip under the radar, the whole NBA for that matter right now? Yeah, and it's a blessing because our team stinks. Um, if we were talking Thunder a lot in this state, it would not be, uh, it would not be pleasant. Um, you know, I remember that trip to Utah, that playoff series, where you know, it seems like... 40 years ago, but I guess it's only three and a half years ago, but how far the Thunder has fallen in terms of competitive uh, ability, but it's it's rebuild. You know, Jazz fans sort of know what that's like. I don't know if they ever fell as far as the Thunder's about to fall, but yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, today I told them I think we've reached the seventh stage of grief, which is acceptance. <laughs> 
And, um, you know, there was some denial for a while and anger and all those things. And now I just sort of accept it and hope it doesn't last too long. Thunder needed a lottery luck in the summer or May, whenever that, whenever those dang ping pong balls came. Didn't get it. Had a 25% chance at two top five picks. Um, ended up with no top five picks. So that delays the, that delays the rebuilding a little bit. But they do have two things going for them that, in terms of rebuilding that most teams don't have. They've already got a star. Gilgis Alexander is a wonderful player. He's 23, and he's headed for superstardom. And they got all those draft picks, 19 in the next seven drafts. First round, 19 first-rounders. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be loading up. If they can get a little bit of lottery luck, they can probably be pretty good again. But it's just going to take a while. And until then, they're going to go into places like Salt Lake and get their get their heads handed to them most nights. They just got a bunch of young players and trying to figure out besides Lou Dort and and SGA who's good. And that's what this whole season is about: trying to figure out who can play besides those two guys. They know those two guys can play. Everybody else, don't know. Well, after the Stockton Millenaire, the Jazz had a 26-win season, but they only missed the playoffs three years. They were back in it. And after Boozer and D. Will, they had a 25-win season, and they missed the playoffs five times in six years in a run there, but then they got it going again. So maybe the Thunder can follow that kind of path and be back. Well, that's what, that's what they want. They, you know, the, the Thunder looks at a couple of franchises and as you know, sort of a the the models to to emulate and the, the jazz is one of those, and you know and Utah's done it, even missing some on the draft. I mean, Ennis Cantor is everybody's favorite. Of, you know, Turk. I love Ennis Cantor. He's a he's an international uh, humanitarian, but he's sort of a bust at number three. Yep. Dante Exum turned out to not be a you know that great of a draft pick. So the the Jazz have done okay, uh, even when they don't always hit on the draft. And so, you know, the, the Utah gives gives the Thunder some hope, no doubt about it. Yep. Well, Barry, we appreciate a little bit of time, and we hope to see you when you come out to Provo with the uh, Sooners who are forced to travel in their final year. I like the way you think about scheduling. That was hilarious. <laughs> We're good. We're good. All Look right. forward to it. Thanks, Barry. Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoma, NewsOK.com, been on our show dozens and dozens of times, and in studio once during that playoff run. That was a good time. He's a good guy. I disagree with him vehemently on one thing. What's that? We'll get to it. All right, that's next. (laughs) I can't wait for the vehemence, and I won't have to wait long. It's next right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.